Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Friday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break. It's been a weird show so Jeez. far. Um, you can check out the podcast at theticketfm.com. Thank you to Brian Wallingford for coming and telling us about the Piedmont yeah. Oktoberfest. It's coming up next Saturday. You can go to tickets at the shops at piedmont.com. Thank you to Brian. We needed Brian Wallingford today to kind of settle nerves. He, had, he, he He's the type of guy that does that. He was a yeah, calming dude. Calming, funny, telling us about Oktoberfest, yeah. Piedmont. Yodling. You're going to yodel. It'll be fun. That'll be fun. It's not my type of deal, you know? Yeah, I'll be there. But you'll be I'll, there. I'll have your drinks for you. And I'll yeah. get, a, I'll get the, the safe ride home as you're talking about. Sounds like a great event. I mean, it how is. many people How many people are you talking? That's a good, It's several hundred. Several I mean, hundred? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, so it's a party. Oh, it's a good time. It's in that parking lot, you know, it's a pretty good-sized parking lot at Piedmont. Mm-hmm. So I'm, it's a fun time. Okay. I, I'm, before, I'm that just, sounds great. I'm to just me. still amazed. <laughs> oh boy! You you just confirmed it during the break again. You, you didn't know why I was in a bad mood to begin. When I show. walked in today, full disclosure, it, me and Jake had it out a little bit. We had, we had a Gus. We had a pre-show fight in here. We had he had it out because he said, and I don't mind saying we we're very transparent. He said Zach's a terrible coach. And, and Zach I, Taylor. <laughs> and <laughs> he said, "Well, didn't they win the game?" Now, now I will provide context. You were frustrated. You don't mean that Zach Taylor's a terrible coach. He, he was getting booed by his own fans right. last night. The context is Jake is living a nightmare with the Dolphins right now. Well, not not the three and one's fine. It's it's the it's fact the, of the two yeah, injury. You and got all a situation the crap around that, right? It's just you got a situation on your hands well, there, Bucko. It's a situation. Yeah, you just can't go through a season nice and clean. So what happened is I jumped in pretty hard. I said, "What's Zach just in the Super Bowl? You moron!" I mean, the mor- moron was said. That was actually said, <laughs> Gus. Listen, he did say more on that, uh, and he just beat your team. I mean, he's a terrible. Guy. So, and, and now I learned that you didn't. You I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, any situation at all. No. And I said, you didn't know what happened. Last no, night. I didn't. So I, you were very but you frustrated. Understand why I came yeah. in a little surly, yes. and pissed off this morning. Yeah, it, bothered, agitated. You were very agitated. Yeah, you were very agitated. You just started in. I but I didn't the con- I didn't know the context. I was like, why why, why would you say that? And people are saying, well, what, Sip was asleep at nine thirty. Okay, give the man. Yeah, break. Sleep at nine thirty. I'd studied for the show, but I hadn't watched it down. That's know. sad to me. It was a good game for a while Gosh. until Teddy Bridgewater went in the game. So we've been. Hey, Gus, the focus has been a little off. But you know that's that's going to happen any time that the Dolphins play on a Thursday. And I, I, I'll say this again. I hate Thursday night football with a passion. I hate it. I hate it. It's it's Why? it's a mass unit. You've got guys that just played Sunday. They played three days prior, or four <coughs> days prior. Like, there's a reason why you go through Friday, Saturday, right. and, and guys are, are they go from doubtful to questionable. Or they're not even you know. You need more than three days yeah, to recover. I got you. I don't. And, I don't disagree. And by the way, the Dolphins just had a very grueling game in right. Buffalo. I know. The Bengals played grueling the, played in the heat. Yeah, it was hot. Went the defense down to, had 90 snaps yeah. in the field for. They, would you suggest maybe that they don't have Thursday yes. night football? Yes, yes, I would. I mean, I know it's all about the enter- it's all about money, it's entertainment. You know, I don't. This sounds again is hypocritical. I don't mind watching it when it's not my team that's involved, but I understand like this. It's not really fair to either team. Like, right. Now, somebody, you know, the Bengals are like, "Why not? Let's play. We won. Congrats, you won the game." But there's just you know you rush guys back too quickly. Oh, I mean, this- Jay- Xavier Howard played, and he he has a, he has a groin injury, and he left the game early, but. He probably shouldn't have been playing, right. and he got beaten a touchdown because he wasn't quite as fast as he should be. This is a pretty strong example of why it's 
tricky and maybe not practical to do it. Miami, Miami, because that game against Buffalo was in pretty extreme circumstances. You beat you beat the Super Bowl favorite absolutely on your home field in a hundred plus degree heat on a game that went down to the wire. You're taxed. Sure, you were. Your whole organization's taxed. I mean, your team is yes, but the coaching staff's taxed. I mean, you, your owner's not even allowed on the ground. Not until mid-October, um, yeah. Right. Seriously, he's not allowed on the ground until mid-October. But that, I'm, I mean, one thing that's happened over the 30 years or 25-plus years I've covered Nebraska football is I realize how taxing it is. That it, to, to perform at a high level, it's, there, there's a, a tremendous amount of energy that goes into it. Let's get to oh, Nebraska, boy. Indiana. True Red's on the phone, should by the way. Should I get to him real quick? I think you should. You know why? True Red, is, let's go back to last week for a second. Monday, True Red's a Bills fan, and I hung up on him. Right, you did. So uh, I got many tweets saying, don't hang up on your callers tomorrow. We'll see. Well, True Red? Good morning, fellas. How are you guys? Go ahead. You're on early break. All right, great show. Um, I don't take things personal. It's part of sports talk, my guy. Thank you. And um, uh, first well of all, I hope uh, Tua gets to uh, full healthy recovery and returns to the game um, as a strong competitor. Thank you. Thank you. True. I, I do as well. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and then with that, um, I will say that um, I'm jacked. Jacked. Okay. I'm looking for the Huskers to do, do okay. some smacking around. Nice. Okay. And talk some smack on that field with their actions. Okay. And that the fans get behind them tomorrow night. Let's sell out that place. Let's get behind Mickey Joseph. Let's get behind Bush. And I want to see a lot of heart from these players tomorrow. And I'm thinking that the Huskers, with homecoming, okay. the town's going to be rocking. Everything is going to do some socking on that field. Okay. And uh, with that being said, it's going to be Nebraska, 44-24 in a first 20-point win of the season. I said first okay. because there's going to be a, some more to come. Okay. I'm telling you, Sip, I'm telling you, Jake, let's go Big Red. All right, True Red. True Red's back in the wagon there. Pete Futak. You recognize that name? Yeah, he's a reporter. Yeah, he uh, does picks every week okay. throughout the nation. What's he got for this one? I read Pete Futek. I've been reading him forever. USA Today has picked him up. He picks Nebraska to win. What was what, the score? He says this. Oh, the score? Yes, score, please. Nebraska 34, Indiana 30. He said, get ready for a rejuvenated Nebraska team. We've all thought this before, only to get hurt time and time again. But Mickey Joseph and the rest of the staff have a little bit to settle, have had a little bit to settle in. Getting a break will do wonders, and the offense will come up with a real live late scoring drive to win a close wow, game. That's detailed. That's in depth prediction. Though. Yeah, he. I mean, he 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 does a good job of assessing this game. You, you know, he in his expert picks, he does a why Indiana will win and why Nebraska will win, and then he picks the winner and he he says as far as nebraska goes the defense is still a concern to be nice about it but the offense should be able to fire away on an in on an indiana secondary that got toasted by both western kentucky and cincinnati so he's very real he says the talent level isn't there overall and the lines need to be far better but the offense has playmakers He, he pete knows what he's talking about he said the big plays should be there. Now, the big plays will be there for Indiana, too. They will, yeah. I mean, you can't just magically fix the de- – you, you, you can improve the defense. You cannot fix the defense, right? You, right. You can, you can, I think, hope right. for and maybe and maybe expect – I'd say let's go hope for. You can hope for signs of improvement. Oh, for sure. 
But as we've said a million times, you cannot change, you cannot add players to the roster right. midseason. You can't trade, you can't sign. You have what you have. Mm-hmm. I think they. I think they. I mean, I hate saying things like this. I hate it when I hear this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Nebraska needs to have experience some positivity early in the game. You always do, right? But there's some circumstances that you need that more than others. And Nebraska, I, 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 I hate saying this, but they are fragile. I, you've said it before. You say it all the time, and I always say, "God, I don't." I'd like to think they're, they're not, they're but they are. It's a fragile team. I think it, within the program, they would say we're fragile. I mean, they, they haven't experienced winning for a long time, right? You're fragile. So they need. I mean, if they, if Indiana, so what I'm suggesting, Jake, is if Indiana jumps to a 14-0 lead, uh, it's rough. Yeah, tough. Rough. Tough to come back. They are equipped to come back, though. That's the thing. They're equipped offensively to come back, right? It, it de- well, it depends. Because they can me, throw it. It depends to me on it, what's the line protection like. Are they giving Casey no, that's time? That's true. Is Casey number one healthy and not getting hit? That's a good point. Does he have tiny time to throw? Right. These are all questions. It's, it's a week-by-week week question. It, it's never going to be just, you know, at least this season, it's not going to be resolved. It's going to be how much was he hit this week? Did he have any time to throw? Yeah, what did what did Indiana take from that Oklahoma tape? Oklahoma got to him fast. But I don't think Indiana can get there as fast as Oklahoma could. Now, again, I, did Nebraska just make Oklahoma look real good? Because Oklahoma came back and didn't look that great against Kansas no, State. I mean, yeah, they didn't. The defense got shredded by Kansas I know, State. I know. And Nebraska had a great opening drive. And beyond that, <clears throat> besides the, the last drive to make it 14, they did nothing. I don't know. Um, Mickey Joseph said yesterday he expects to see Nebraska flying around on the football field, the defense at least. Well, you want? Yeah, I and, hope so. And as tr- to you haven't seen a lot of I that. Mean, it would be wonderful to see the defense. Yeah, as we've said, can you can you have several guys bringing guys down? You know, pursuit, swarm, swarm to the ball, pursuit, pursuit and swarming. Things you see at Iowa, things you see at Wisconsin, <laughs> you, you pursuit had, you had to do that, and you. swarming. You had to do that. You know, they're, they're not going to miss tackles because there's going to be three guys there making the tackle every time. Talk to a former college coach who watches Nebraska. I wrote about this on HuskerOnline.com. There's a lot going wrong with Nebraska's defense, and we're all looking for reasons why. Without delving into the technical aspects of it too far this coach said what has hurt nebraska repeatedly on defense is something he calls single point failure it'll make sense to you when i describe it single point failure if a certain guy doesn't make a play the next guy who can make the play is 10 yards away or just too far away Mm. and there's a there's a there's flaws in according to this coach there's just flaws in their scheme that shouldn't be like that. Where and you you know what? When he said it, it really resonated with me. You see that a lot. If a guy one guy misses, there's not another guy there. Yeah. And for a team that doesn't it, tackle that well, you can't, you need to have you right. Just can't live that. Whereas way. with Iowa, watch their defense. If one guy misses, there's often oh. another guy or two there. That's what I was saying. They swarm. Right. So they swarm. Right. Now some of that is about pursuit, but some of it's just a hey Jake. Some of it is a flaw in structure. Absolutely. It is. I mean, this is you got to be very detailed. They haven't, they weren't, for whatever reason, 
detailed enough. Also, the coach said Chenander's defense became too easy for opponents to out-scheme. And you re- where you saw a lot of this is in the pressure package, that became too easy for p- opponents to read. The pressure package, we've talked about this. It's How often do you see Nebraska surprise somebody with a blitz? Never. Never. Right. Never. Ever. It seems like it gets picked up too often, right? Well, are they showing it too early, or are they just not? Well, there's a variety of things in that there's several things wrong with their their pressure, in terms of yeah, yeah. blitzing and it's just yeah. It's, it's what not we're doing, talking about is the offense is nothing. The offense is going to have six blockers and and you're going and and the defense is going to have six rushers, right? You got to figure out ways to get like a two on one advantage in an area instead of it three on three or two on two. You got to get a, you got to get an advantage. They, they they haven't figured out very often how to get that advantage. Well, I, that's on the defensive core, and that's on the guy who's making the call. Go, go back to what you said again. I, I don't like giving Iowa a lot of credit, but go back to what you, you just do it said a lot. and think about. You do go back lot. to what you, you just said, and then from the first hour. Okay, what did you say? You said rarely in Iowa you see number one a guy miss a tackle, and if he does <coughs> make a, miss a tackle, there's two or three guys there, right? You also mentioned in the first hour through three games they have forced seven turnovers because Iowa. they're all together. I mean, Iowa. They're, yes, well, they're, they're really good. They're opportunity tip, tip passes because there's a bunch of guys yes. in the area. Oh, no, you're right. That's a good point. Because That's a good they're point. coached well, the yep. scheme is right, yep. and you, you just don't see much busted coverage for mm-hmm. Iowa, right? No, no, no you don't. You their don't defense see is, mistakes by that defense. Their defense is playing exceptionally well right now. That's pretty but, standard for them, though. <laughs> I mean, what years have they had a bad defense? Not very often. Not very often. They have great special teams. They have great defense, and they have typically average offense. At you know. Never really great. Average to bad offense that's aided by a great defense and great special teams. I don't think Iowa's gotten 175 yards. I don't think they've and passed again, 175 oh. yards this year. What did he have against Nevada? That's my question. Petri- uh, Petri- two, you know what they had against Nevada? What's that? Two defensive touchdowns. I thought that was against Rutgers. That was against Rutgers. My bad. <laughs> um, sorry. The, the You're game right. that went to like Thank 2 you. in the morning because the storm, I think two weeks ago against Nevada. I think Petrus had a pretty good game. Uh, the D, This according to Pete Futek, my, my man of college football news. Your boy. The defense continues to be great for Iowa, but the passing – oh, the passing game has yet yeah. to push past 175. Okay. okay. I think, sorry. I think he, he, he had a – Sorry. Petrus had a respectable game by Petrus standards against Nevada. Okay. But, you know, defense and special teams is what won the Jake, game. who's number one in the country in scoring defense? It's got to be Iowa. Yep. Minnesota's up there, too, I think, right? Number one in the country in scoring defense. Minnesota's number one in the country in third down defense. I think they've got to be pretty high in scoring defense, too. I Probably. Um, yes. This will be a great game tomorrow. The Michigan offensive line is tough, though. And, and again, Blake Corum. Hottest running back in college football. This is going to be a great test for both teams. It's a great test for both teams. Michigan's got a tough offensive line. Boy, that's got hey, it's got to be a, with the over under. That's going to be a war. It's going to be a war. Okay, in Iowa City, it's going to be a war. Yeah, I I, I expect it. The over under, I got it. Do you have it? Oh, now, can I guess it? Yeah, just do you guess. have? It? Tell me if you have it or not. Um. Yes, got it. Go guess. Uh, 42 and a half. Oh, God. You knew it. No, I did. That was a guess. That's on the note. Is that nose. what it is? That's on That's the note. I'm not joking. That was a dead guess. <laughs> you nailed it. thousand percent guess. I had no <laughs> idea. You nailed it. I was going to say 41. Let's just go 42. No, you nailed, you nailed it. 42 and a half. 
Futak, Pete, picks Michigan 26, Iowa 13. You think it's closer than that? I think it's closer than that. Right now, Michigan's a 10.5-point favorite. And I think per Lee Sterling, who we'll talk to you next segment, they're at 10. He's got them at yeah, a 10-point favorite. I'm talking about these games in part because that game's at 11 a.m. And if, like, for instance, I can watch it because Nebraska plays at night. Now, will you watch that or do you watch Minnesota-Purdue? It's, it's a sort of a toss-up. Channel I return. Think... Channel return. <laughs> PIP. Picture in picture. Can you do that one? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Figure that one out. That's the, <laughs> that's the key there. Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports is next. Talking NFL, college games. Get your pens, pencils out for his picks. Next on Early Break in the Ticket. Pencils. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great. But having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything. From t-shirts and jeans to sweatshirts and jackets. And of course, their legendary best hoodie ever. So you can fill your wardrobe with the pieces that will get you through your spring days. Like the lightweight joggers and pullovers in the French Terry collection. Or the rich and polished premium slub crew tee. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour. American Giant makes something that's sure to be your next closet go-to. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Find a closet staple for every part of your day at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code S-T-A-P-L-E-2-0.